welcome, 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 listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined again by Mr. Matt Quine. Hello. Hi, Matt. <laughs> Excellent. This is episode number 51 of the Fret Talk podcast. Um, so, what's been going on, Matt? You all right? Um, yeah, I've, I've chosen the worst week in history to start a fitness regime. <laughs> yes, you have, haven't you? It's... Yeah, so I was like, it's only 28 degrees and it's on a Sunday. Let's go for a seven-mile walk. And it kind of just has gone from there. And I've done a couple of runs and I've been to rugby training. And exercise is hard when you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, I've played the guitar this week. Oh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> Had a band practice last night because we've got a, we're playing with a deputy drummer on Saturday, and we had to learn a song to play for the first dance. I think I mentioned it last week. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a generic pop song by Passenger. Um, I think it's the polite way of, of saying it. Oh, I think I know that one. <laughs> generic pop song. Yeah, know that one. Yeah, it, it's got the chords from Wonderwall in a slightly <laughs> different order without the capo. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so yeah, like it's like um, pop music one hundred and one, isn't it? That yep, like yeah, G, E minor, C add nine, and D sus four. Yeah, or something, isn't it? that's th- that. That's exactly it. Literally, those are the chords. There you go. <laughs> there, there is a B seven in the chorus though. Oh, you cheeky, which is quite cheeky complicated. Yeah, quite complicated. <laughs> but yeah, that um, sorts the men from the boys. That one doesn't it? That B seven. Yeah. So I'm taking an acoustic guitar to a gig for the first time in about seven years. Nice one. Because <laughs> the one I was supposed to do earlier in the year, they cancelled the acoustic bit. So yeah, um, I'm going to play acoustic guitar at a gig. And I also learned at practice that I want to be in a rock and roll band because playing Johnny Be Good and saw her standing there by the Beatles because everybody loves rock and roll, so we throw it in for wedding stuff. Going through that, without having like a wedding going on around you was just the most fun thing in the world because you can literally you don't even have to think and it's just brilliant yes brilliant yep yeah and if you want to as well you can you can stick those like full chord accents so you can yeah so i think that's that's my life life ambition is to be in a rock and roll band that oh, play a couple of ballads so I can solo. <laughs> nice. That's it, yeah. Because it's, it, it's all very fast, isn't it? Rock and roll. So it's you're either yeah. like ripping absolute, just like uh, Mixolydian lead, essentially. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, Took fairy licks, basically. McFly had a brilliant <laughs> rock and roll tune. I can't remember what it was called, but it, five colours in a hair, maybe. No, five colours in a hair. That's a wicked tune. the 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 riff is wicked to play. And it's so much fun. Um, but they had yeah, no, it's not. They had a, a rock and roll tune, which pretty much started um, with the Chuck Berry intro. The uh, but I can't remember what tune it is. If you uh, so feel inclined, I assume it's off the first first album. Just yeah. go through their entire. Album Spotify <laughs> until you find one good rock and roll tune. Yeah, I might do that because, like, I hated McFly when they first came out. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, because I was a busted, but I was a busted fan, so you had to hate (laughs) McFly. Like I was like thirteen, fourteen when busted were at their peak, so you were a busted fan. And then McFly came along, and they were just a busted copy. Well, but I mean, lis- listening back, they're a better version of what Busted could have been. Yeah, well, they they were they were like the talented version of Busted, weren't they? Because yeah. Busted were very. I mean, I think um, Matt Willis at the time didn't really play bass. He had a bass, but he didn't I think really. He, play. he was basically the same as Paul Simonon in the class in that he was mates with the guys in the band and was told. You don't play an instrument, here's a bass. <laughs> I mean, that's the start of every bassist's rock and roll dream there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Phil Linnett of uh, Thin Lizzy, he, he didn't play bass until uh, until he was in Lizzy. He just played it but because he, was, he needed to. He was quite good at it, though. Yeah, he ended up being pretty, pretty darn good, weren't he? Come up with some absolutely wicked bass lines and... Some of the bass lines that he played whilst singing, like kind of ad libbed lead lines. Yeah. He, yeah. He's how, a talented man. How how could he sing the um, Dancing in the Moonlight, the verse whilst playing the riff? Like, how does that even work? Like, his his vocals are in a different, almost like a different time signature to the bass <laughs> riff, and he does them at the same. Like, I, that baffles my baffles me every time. If you want to get baffled, um, listen to the end of. At the end of that tune, like Dancing in the Moonlight, he starts like taking the bass line for a walk whilst doing the ad libs. Yeah. And yeah. He's uh he's something else, Mr. Leonard. I'm an absolutely massive Thin Lizzy fan as is anyway, so And Yeah. One of the only times when flange on a bass is acceptable. <laughs> I'm sure there's a joke. About one, that. one of the only I was about to say it's the one and only time bassists get any flange, isn't it? <laughs> Boom! Take that, bassists. <laughs> it's fine. Bassists don't listen to this. They know we don't like them. Yeah. Uh, um, to be honest, I, I like playing a bit of bass. Um, I've got a, a bit of a secret for you. Go on. I kind of, after like 10, 12, whatever years of playing it is, I kind of wish I was a bassist. Because <laughs> it's easier to find a band when you're a bassist. And oh yeah, yeah. There's some really cool bass lines, but you also get to sit there and do fuck all for half the set. <laughs> <laughs> it's living the dream, man. It's living the dream. I like playing bass because you you basically get free reign to improvise over the top of everything, as long yep. as you're generally keeping within the uh, like to the chords. You're all good. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'd I'd quite like to be a bassist. Um, but yeah, I'm stuck in this silly guitarist's body. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I like guitar as well. I like guitar. So you yeah. you've played some guitar this week. Any you've been up to so, any any more any more um, antics? Just trying to think. Um, I really regret buying the bolt guitar now, not because it's not going to be awesome, but. <laughs> Um, Andrew, uh, the guitar geek, Mr. Ferris, yeah. um, posted his JTV 59 yeah. for sale for about what I paid as the deposit for the the bolt with a little bit of extra. And I'm just like, oh, if you'd have posted that two weeks ago, I'd have had that instead of the Strat. Yeah, I mean, because the Strat is mainly us peer pressuring you. 
Kind of, but I've kind of turned it into a mat strat. The the mat strat, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a hard tail strat, but not a standard hard tail strat. It's a um, yeah, it's tunematic, isn't it? Tunematic hard tail strat. You're a heathen with a maple cap on an <laughs> alder body. <laughs> yeah, why not? Eh? Why not? Oh yeah, and an ebony board because you know that's the, the really stratty board. Yeah. I mean that's unbound, of course. The pivot. We don't don't like that binding. No, I don't think with strats binding isn't really necessary. I think the the shape and whatnot kind of stands up on its own. Yeah, but with binding is for Les Pauls, and it it can be on a telly, but you can also get away without it on a telly. Yeah, yeah, I do like I like a double bound telly. Yeah. I like, but then again, I like a a bound Les Paul, a double bound Les Paul. I like like SG fingerboards that are bound as well. I just I like binding. I <laughs> I do like binding. However, um, on a strat, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, but yeah, like I say, I kind of almost regret buying that now because that JTV fifty nine would have been amazing. Uh, but I can't. Just wait until you get the bolt underneath your uh, underneath your fingers. You'll be fine. I will because it it'll be like my guitar, and it'll be the only guitar like that in existence. Because no other idiot is going to have an older <laughs> with a maple cap, with a tunematic bridge, and a uh, ebony fingerboard with three Fletcher pickups in it. The El Nico fours, I think it was. I bought. I asked for. Yeah. With the Eric Clapton active pickup mod, <laughs> active mid boost uh, tone circuit. Sorry. You've just, <laughs> just reminded me. Of... Actually, I've I've got a set of pickups that I need to send off to Bolt. Um. I went to see um Mr. Fletcher this weekend. Uh, this past weekend. Um and. Um. I had had, um, had a chat with Adam Yeomans before uh, before going there, and he basically he's got a set of pickups already waiting at Fletcher's, um, and I says because I'm going up, I'll go collect them for you, um, rather than uh, Fletcher sending them out, save him a bit of cash and all that. Um, yep. So I I did, um, but then I found out these uh, pickups were to go to. Um, Bolt guitars to get put in uh, Yeoman's bolt guitar. <laughs> has he got one as well? He's got he? one as well. Is it an SG? Uh, it's not an SG. You'll find out very soon. It's it's possibly the most pimp um, piece of instrument you'll ever see. From what he's described, Purple it's with gold be... hardware there. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, but, so I've got these these set of um, humbucker size P nineties. Um, that look the absolute dog's bollocks. Um, but I need to send them, mate. I I got the uh, got the address that I need to send them to. Um, two days ago, and I still haven't done it. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, you know. By the time this casts you, out, you, it might have happened. So, yeah, ooh, you know, we've been there. You take the neck off your Telecaster, take all of the metal work off it, and you leave it in the corner for like six months. Uh, that's just like an a, a, an aging process. That is, you you're giving it mojo yeah. by doing that. Exactly, and that's the way that we've got to justify it, because, yep, 
That's now a broken Telecaster. <laughs> it's not broken, it's just dismantled. Well, you sure as shit ain't working, mate. <laughs> You're talking about it will work if I put it together, hopefully. Yeah. That's my philosophy with building pedals, that. <laughs> it's not broken until you test it. That's it, yeah. I've got so many uh, so many pedals that are in that phase where they're put together, <laughs> but mm-hmm. delicate balance. Have you sorted out Joe's um, Berserker or whatever it's called? The, br- the Brutalist. Brutalist. We'll not talk about that one. We'll, uh, okay. We'll, we'll leave... <laughs> Believe that. No, I haven't had a chance this week. I've been a busy, busy, busy man. Busy man. Um, doing like proper grown up things, not like pissing away <laughs> silly days due to stupidity. <laughs> I've been an actual grown up. Um, but I have done other things. I've done, uh, I had a chance this afternoon to, um, to play one of those Fletcher guitars that I, uh, I went to pick up this weekend. Um, he's he's put a set of the new Providence pickups in a um, a semi hollow kind of three three five esque um, Chinese guitar. Um, not the greatest quality guitar. Some of the bits could do with changing. However, um, I I love it. Uh, I shouldn't uh, because. It's it like I say, it's not the greatest. It doesn't hold the tune. Uh, it doesn't hold tuning the best. Um, and I haven't had a chance to plug it in yet, so I've I've yet to have have a chance to kind of be blown away by these beautiful pickups. But I played it unplugged, um, and the thing sustains. Um, it was sustaining without me plugging into anything, um, and it just, I just know it's going to be glorious. Ace, ace, and it's this—it's like this weird, um, kind of iced tea burst. Uh, so, iced tea burst. Yeah, the the, the Gibson—it's kind of like faded, uh, faded heritage cherry, um, but where the kind of outside, rather than red, being red, has kind of gone like a like a really light mocha brown, and it's beautiful, and it's got like a, a very subtle. Uh, flame to the the maple as well. So, as as far as Chinese guitars go, this is a um, it's a beautiful one. Uh, so yeah, I just, I can't wait to get it plugged in because I know that the moment I get those those Providence pickups plugged in, I'm gonna be phoning up Fletch and saying, uh, "Can I have some of these in my midtown, please?" Because uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Oh well, I do. I, I should probably just I'm pretty put sure all of the listeners are aware that what's going to happen is you're going to end up doing a deal where he takes the pickups out of his test guitar that you're using at the moment, puts them in your midtown, and you get a bit of a discount because you talked about them on the podcast. Because that's what happens with all of the other ones. <laughs> I'd like to say it is. Um... It, to be honest, he he's treated me well. He has treated me well, Mister Fletcher, um, and his guitar pickups have treated me even better. Just every time I plug a set in, uh, because I've got like like I have mentioned that I've got probably too many guitars 
so it takes me a while to get between like, to, yeah to kind of circle back round and um, and I've plugged in um the proton tele which is basically uh, like a quarter pounder in the bridge and like a kind of gibsony paf hot paf in the neck um and it just it blew me away it just makes like made me <laughs> think like why am i not using this guitar for everything because it it's it's got coil uh, a coil tap on the bridge and a coil split in the neck so it's like ultimate versatility got a phase um phase switch on it as well so it's literally got all the tones you'd ever need um and it won't do strat 2 and 4 though will it so you need at least the strat on top of that <laughs> um it the the middle position with uh the tap and the the split on is good enough to get to get Close. like yeah to get there um and then pull the phase switch out on it as well and you get that real kind of quacky quacky tone which you can get your kind of position 2ish so yeah i mean it it would be like <laughs> if i was doing lots of studio work that would be the one that i'd go to either that or my variax but probably that one cuz the fletcher pickups are just goddamn or or here's an idea both <laughs> i don't know can i carry that many guitars You've got two hands, haven't you? The studio's going to have everything else. Yeah, suppose. There you are. Yeah, sold. I'll do that then. Just got to find myself some <laughs> studio work to do now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I've done this week. Um, I have also... Um, I've also been watching Netflix, um, which not usually guitar-related... I was actually watching Rick and Morty earlier, which hilarious as ever. Um, but that wasn't guitar related. I was watching um, the new series of Luke Cage uh, on Netflix. Probably one of the better Marvel um, Marvel Netflix forays. Haven't done the Marvel Netflix forays because everybody tells me they're not as good as the films. Oh, they they aren't. There's no no uh, no bones about that. Um, I would watch Jessica Jones because that one's that one's really good. Um, like a backside. <laughs> I mean, the woman's not <laughs> bad to look at, but no, the the um, the the actual story and Jessica Jones is just a badass. Um, she, that woman, I don't know her name, but she plays the same character in everything. Um, but in this one, she now has superpowers too, so it's all good. Cool. Yeah, um, like I say, not not done the the Netflix series yet, but I might have to check a couple of them out. Yeah, like I say, uh, check out um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. The first series starts off really good, then takes a dip, then gets really good towards the end. But the thing that goes throughout the whole of it is the music is wicked in it. Um, like there's a lot of it's based like based in a jazz club, where they have like cameos, and this is kind of Tying, tying into what I saw this week in that jazz club in, in season two, episode two, I believe it is. Um, there was a cameo by Mr. Gary Clark Jr. Um, and he plays, uh, he plays a couple of tunes, one of which is his own, and one is a Muddy Waters 
the cover and it's epic just the guy has got soul for days uh, and his guitar tone ain't shabby yeah I need to check this out I really do um, so in the uh, in the video the video in the in the in the episode sorry um, he's using his his new and by new I mean kind of like six months old um Gary Clark Jr. SG triple P90 uh, Gibson signature. The the Gibson that we raved over. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, that of all of the one. Gibson releases that we've had, this was the one that we said is the best value for money Gibson we could think of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I would probably still stand by that. I have not seen one in the shops, though. I don't think, as far as I'm aware, I don't think they've made it over to the UK. Um, the Gary Clark Genius. I've I've not seen any advertised. Um, I've not looked that hard, but yeah. Um, I remember looking at the time because they look like really cool instruments, like that. That and I'm, I'm not a P90 person, but three P90s in an SG just looks kind of badass. Yeah, it's it's got a certain look about it, and um, the the tone on it as well. If this uh, this Luke Cage cameo is anything to go by, exquisite. Just it's nice. so so nice. Yeah, um, I like P90s as is. I I think they're a, a fantastic pickup. They're definitely my top three pickups. <laughs> um, I think they might be fourth for me. Go on then, uh, Filtertron. Yeah, Filtertron, then oh. Humbucker, then Telly Bridge single coil. Sorry, no, Tele Neck single coil, then P90, then then Tele Bridge single coil, and then Strats. Oh, shit, man. It, now you've thrown a spanner in the works. I don't think it even makes my top three. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tele Neck single coil is definitely at the top, because <laughs> that that's the tone then. Then I think it might be like Strat single coil neck pickup. Uh, <laughs> then it might be humbucker neck picker. <laughs> I think we can we can see a, a pattern going on here, can't we? There's a bit of a pattern there. Yeah, is number four maybe P90 neck pickup? Yeah, uh, number four is uh, EMG bridge pickup. All all the volume, no tone. <laughs> Just no no tone control. No, I'm kidding. It's it's yeah. P90 neck pickup. <laughs> yeah, thought it might it. be. There's, there's, there's definitely a theme. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be honest, I, I could probably get away with having a single pickup guitar if it was only a neck pickup. Still think bridge, filtertron, wired to the output jack. You're a maverick. In You're fact, I'm pretty maverick. sure my first personal build guitar is going to be exactly that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, one day I'm going to make a parts caster, and that's what it's going to be. Uh, Somebody else can uh, tell me how to do the wiring. I'll just do it myself. Yeah, just two wires going directly from the coil itself, <laughs> just to the, the output. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure that that works though. I don't really understand the logistics of it. Yeah, that's tone science. That is tone science. Um. Yeah, that sounds wicked. It almost sounds like the um, the Malcolm Young, uh, Gretsch 
with mm. the uh, the Filtertron bridge. He pick. did leave the tone and volume controls on on that though, which yeah. is just kind of like, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, that's superfluous. <laughs> you just need to plug in, get rocking. Well, I yeah. think we should move on to what what news what we've got this week because we've we've got some news. I'm not going to act as surprised as surprised as I did last week. I listened back and thought, "Wow, you really are uh, really are milking this uh, <laughs> this news here, mate." Um, so yeah, we have got news. Uh, it's kind of it's the point in the year where the news starts picking up, and and we'll probably see news again until um, kind of December again, where stuff starts dropping off. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it is um, it is like Summernam, and at the moment Summernam's not really finished. Uh, so we're going to tackle that next week. Um, by the time this episode comes out, you'll already know about someone I'm now. So we will be a little bit redundant. But who cares about that? We're, we're talking about some yeah. of the stuff that kind of, that come out just a little bit before someone I'm, um, which might have fallen underneath the radar and just completely <laughs> excites me. Um, so the first <laughs> thing, my kind of gear of the year last year was a little um, freight-based um, multi-effect pedal by one of my favourite companies, Moor. 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 And that was the red truck. And Moor have now given us Moor. They've, they've given us... Moor of Moor. They've given us Moor. Moor of the Red Truck. Now this is the uh, it's it, they've <laughs> brought out like a, a a revision of it, and it's called the Black Truck. So my my initial impressions is that it's not red anymore, but we'll 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 kind so of delve a, a little down. bit deeper. So yeah, are we going to do mean, some the, ups and downs? So that's a down. Yeah. So on the one so hand, it's not red ups. anymore. Um. However, the. <laughs> So another kind of down is that instead of having a separate reverb and delay, they now have space, which is either reverb, delay, or both. So we don't have to fight about this, this one. It's not a case yeah. of either or. We can, we can live in harmony, <laughs> although it would clearly be set to delay. No, no I'm, I'm coming around to reverb. Delay. I'm coming around to reverb. Yeah. Um, yeah, spring spring reverb is classy. Um, Give it the six mo- months and you'll be on modulated reverb with, with like shimmers. a four-minute tail and you'll <laughs> be just making some weird spacey noises like I did at band practice to annoy the rest of them whilst they were setting up. Yeah, it'll be the moment when I get the Hall of Fame too. Get that mash feature. Just adding shimmer to everything. Yeah, Shimmer Spring. I wonder Three if we could do that. Um, well, that's that's a test now, isn't it? Might try that. Uh, so another, like I say, um, that's another kind of downside for it. The modulation section is pretty much kept untouched, so you can either choose uh, phaser, tremolo, or flange. Le flange. Yeah, Le Flange. <laughs> um, so, out of the uh, modulations, Trem's all right. 
I like phase. Flange can be cool. Um, chorus, where are you? And vibrato, come on. Vibrato, the best one. Kind of, the chorus is the best one, obviously. <laughs> chorus is just vibrato, but with a clean blended in. Yeah, but you need that clean blended in so you can actually fucking use it. <laughs> no, you guys... Is this going to be the new ooh, reverb ooh, delay? Maybe. <laughs> this could be the new maybe. reverb delay. <laughs> I'm going to get my... Um, my TC shaker back from work and I'm going to show you that it is literally the best thing ever. It just, it, it makes me smile whenever I stamp on the shaker because it's just, it's, it's mental. It, it makes everything sound like Clapton in the 60s. Brilliant. Clapton in the 60s was good. Yeah. yeah. In fact, some would say that's his best stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Kind of went... Early 70s, he wasn't too bad. Late 70s, he was bad. 80s was, again, not fantastic. And then he kind of brought it back again. Yeah, I mean, he's he's doing all right for himself now, isn't he? Hmm? He's doing all right. Um, back onto the, uh, the black truck. Um, the black truck has got a new... A new feature. It is a five-band EQ that is switchable. What? Why? For tonal shaping. Maybe you might want to use it as a boost. Maybe you might just want a different EQ. I thought that was really good. Like, like um, well, Mesa stuff, isn't it? They have EQs on them. But this isn't a... Uh, um... It's not an amp, though, is it? It's a multi-effects. Yes, it is a multi-effects, yeah. So don't you have EQ on your amp? You do, yeah. But the, the, the point is that you've got... Like, this is after all of your drives, drive section of your, your black truck. So you might have, like, the EQ set to, like, a scoop sound so that it, it sits... Uh, sits quite well in the band mix and then you turn it off and it's kind of mid-humpy or you might do it the other way around where you add some you see, some mids I, to, to boost for solo or... Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of get it, but I'd rather have two modulation sections so I can run a chorus into a phaser or a chorus into a tremolo or a phaser into a tremolo. Like, I, I, I wouldn't pick... EQ is my top 50 effects, like, yeah, I mean, like, I, obviously, this is the thing that's changed, this is one of the things that changed from the original Red Truck, isn't it? There wasn't an EQ on the original one. There was not an original uh, five-band EQ on the, on the Red Truck. Yeah, so obviously people are crying out for this and I'm in the wrong, but personally, I, yeah, pretty after much. listening to that, I'd, I'd pick the Red Truck over the Black Truck. Because Indeed. I don't care about EQ, but I care more about the colour scheme, my, my ch- so I probably probably would choose the red <laughs> truck as well, um, just out of spite. Yeah, and um, of course, the, I think the the, the overdrive the section has changed as my well. My tube screamer does it all for me. Right. Okay. We got mm. new overdrives. Um. 
So, what are those? What are those overdrivees? Um, hang on, I'm going to put a time marker on this because I can't hear you very well, Matt. Am I going really quiet? No, you're going but robot like that. Ah, right, okay. Um, I don't know what's causing that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, so, <clears throat> gives me a chance to clear my throat as well. Aha! Um, so we've got an overdrive and a distortion section, um, which I think it only had one of the two before, maybe? I don't know. Um, Can't the remember. The compressor is still on a toggle switch rather than being switchable. However, my compressor is always on, so I'm down for that. Um, Can you change the compression level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's not just set. You get um, uh, the overall level. You get a compression amount, and you get a tone as well. Oh, right. Okay, that's not bad. So, yeah, it might be pretty cool. Um, then it goes into overdrive, and then into distortion, and you've got the 5-band EQ... Then the mod, then the space, then the tuners at the end of it all, I think. Um, but I believe there's a, an option for a loop as well, so you can add your own effects. So that's pretty cool too, encompassing. So, so let's wrap, wrap this bad boy up. Um, what are your thoughts overall on this, this black truck? I mean, like a... Like I say, I'm not massively fussed on an EQ section, and I'd prefer more um, modulations, like maybe the option for two modulations. Yeah, that's that's fair enough to say. Um, I think there's not much, there's not enough different for me to choose this over the the red truck, and the red truck is red. And actually looks more like a truck. So, um, and I don't know the price of the, the red truck, but I think it was probably cheaper than this one, which is coming up at 250 euros. And I don't even know how to convert that into real money. Uh, like, um, I mean, it's after Brexit, it's one for one, so it's 250 quid. All right, okay. <laughs> well, that's nice and easy to convert. It, it's, it's not quite, but it's like... 1.07, which so it'd be like 230 quid. Well, that's even better. So there you go. Grab yourself a bargain. Thank you, Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, there's, that's not the only bit of news this week, is there? There's been a pretty massive change in the TC Electronics um, tone print app this week. So... Um, for those who are unaware of what the TC Electronics Tone Print app is, uh, most of the, the TC pedals that are not the kind of big box, um, cheaper ones, um, have got the function uh, to use a, a Tone Print where you can basically l load on um, presets for that pedal. Um, from artists and and uh, some that TC have made. Uh, there are some really cool um, artist features on there. I mean, we've got John Petrucci, Paul Gilbert, Steve Stevens, G 
Guthrie Govan. Uh, I think Joe Satriani's on on one of them as well. So there's 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 quite a few, um, quite a few to choose from um, already on there. And what the what the iOS and Android app would allow you to do was basically call on these um, these artist presets and l- load them onto your onto your pedal, which was which was cool. It gave you a little bit of exploration, but it was very limited in that sense when compared to the desktop app, because the desktop app then allows you to go in further and edit all of the parameters yourself and kind of create your own tone prints. Um, the drawback of that, however, was the fact that you had to hook your pedal up to the computer via a USB cable. Then to listen to any of the um, changes that are being made, you would then have to hook that up to an amp, or your pedal up to whatever power supply, and up to a guitar and up to your amp, whilst trying to manipulate it all with this, this desktop app on your, on your laptop. Very cumbersome, very time-consuming, very um, much a pain in the arse. I mean, I've got a, <laughs> a whole bunch of TC pedals, um, and I never bothered with the the, T, the, the desktop app to, to go into the uh, the tone print editor. Um, and that is fully the kind of shit I would love to do, but it was just so much effort. I couldn't be asked with that. Um, now they're allowing all of that uh, tone print editing software on your mobile phone. Yeah, so I'm the exact same. I've got three pedals that have this functionality, and I've used the tone print app on the phone a couple of times to basically basically what I've done is googled what I wanted the tone print to do, and tried to find out whose tone print does that and then used their tone print. And I couldn't even tell you whose it was that I put on the Hall of Fame, but I put somebody's on the Hall of Fame because they had a phased reverb. And oh, cool. other yeah. than that, I've done sod all with it because you can't do... like If what you're saying is I can now just plug my phone into the pedal and go, right, I want a bit of phaser with some spring reverb rather than a bit of phase with the whole reverb that I've got, then fucking brilliant. I can actually use the thing now. Well, what we want to do is we want shimmer on a on a spring reverb because right, okay, clearly that's what we said earlier. Uh, okay. The sprimmer reverb is, I think, what we'll call it. <laughs> it will be it's sprimmer, yeah. Um, and Isn't that, that will, what you cut the grass with? Yeah, with uh, your black and decker sprimmer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so that I think that one's going to be. Uh, useless sounding, but it's also going to be the Fret Talk exclusive tone print there. Yeah. Uh, and Matt's going to have to do it because I don't have a Hall of Fame. Because you're a cretin. Well, it's because <laughs> reverb sucks, isn't it? Uh, it doesn't, though. We've, we've both come to terms with the fact that we're both growing as people. I now use delay occasionally. You've come to terms with the you like spring reverb. Yeah, no. That's that's funny happens. I do like spring reverb, and I think I might be able to get on board with a spring reverb with shimmer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think. I mean, the the drawback of this app would appear to be that it's not kind of real time editing. 
you you edit on the um on the software without being able to hear what's going on but then you can beam it directly to your phone um so there's a little bit of a delay between when you're manipulating stuff on the on the app and when you can hear it but it does get rid of all of those wires so I think some fine tuning of uh, of tone print apps would be uh, of tone prints would be brilliant. My um, my first thing, as as mentioned, is pretty much going to be I've got to grab my uh, my shaker mini, and I'm going to make the craziest vibrato um, tone print that was ever was ever heard. <laughs> I'm going to make it so unusable. If, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. What are you going to do? Turn the turn the vibrato pedal on. The vibrato is so good, man. It's so good. <laughs> so, in I fact, know. I'm, I'm going to. Is Univibe vibrato or is that different? Y- yeah, Univibe's like a. Uh, it's like a step phaser, isn't it? I believe. I. I I, I was asking the question because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Kind of tonally, it's somewhere between a phaser, a vibrato, and a tremolo, because you get a kind of pulsating throbbiness. But it's also got that. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's That's dirty, you dirty man, <laughs> you dirty, dirty man. <laughs> pulsating throbbiness. <laughs> oh dear, I'll be on some kind of register when I hear that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you get, you get the. I can't even think of a word that isn't throbby to describe it. So you're just going to have to, like, be sensible now. <laughs> be sensible. So, yeah, that you get that throbby thing, but you're also getting the kind of grittiness with, with a bit, like, the, the phaser grittiness. Um, I have no doubt that there's probably going to be a way to make any of the pedals sound like that. I think... The the beauty of the TC tone editor um, is that it allows you to do stupid things, like you can add, as you said, like a phaser onto a onto a reverb. Yeah. To make or you know you could do something unusable, like put a delay onto a tremolo, but only on the tails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an odd one, wouldn't it? Again, so like imagination. I reckon what we need to do is we need to get like uh, a like a a little hat with just like guitar buzzwords <laughs> in it, and just like <laughs> here you go, multi-step, like compressor. What? <laughs> yep, let's make it happen. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and just like. See, see what mad, mad effects we can make using this tone print editor. So yeah, I think like that is it's massive news for me because it's just the the tone print editor is something that I've always wanted to get into, but have always just not been bothered with the the plugging in rigmarole. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited by that. How about yourself, Matt? You 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 gonna you gonna get on the way out? Yeah, I mean, it might make me try and find my flashback mini because at the moment my flashback mini is somewhere. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but but if I can do weird things to that, then that might, you know, I I, I might be able to do weird things with the delay, which will just make me giggle. Yeah. And if it makes me giggle, then it's going to go on my board. <laughs> and then, like I've always said, the the um, Hoff Mini that I use is basically so that I don't have to go and turn the reverb on and off on my. Um, Vox, so yeah. I'll leave that as it is, and then the big Hoff, instead of stealing someone else's phased reverb, I can actually put the sound that I wanted to put on there. So yeah, I'll definitely be be using it to sort my uh, my Hoff out. I'm down with that. So I think that's got to be our um, our challenge in our uh, podcast group this week. I want to hear some mental um, TC tone. Uh, tone print editor stuff because you've never got it at your <laughs> fingertips so if you own a tc pedal i want to see you getting onto your uh tone print editors making just some some crazy crazy effects and sharing a quick video in the uh in in the fret talk podcast sounds like a plan indeed it'll give me a raging tone boner <laughs> Have you made that pedal yet, the Raging Tone Boner? Uh, not yet, no. Um, I think that's that's my next one to come out, the Raging Tone Boner. Shaped entirely like a banana. <laughs> Very strange enclosure. Uh, so we've got a final bit of um, final bit of news this week. Um, it's from the people at Joyo, or Joyo, or no, apparently it's Joyo. I did ask them, it's Joyo. Uh, they've come up with a new affordable power supply. No, not those cheap, crappy ones that are not really isolated. Uh, this one's called the JP05, and it's a rechargeable USB power supply. Um, so it looks a bit like those um, those ubiquitous, crappy... I think they were called the, the JP02s. I mean, they're not bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're, I had... They're not bad. I had a cheap copy of it. I, I had a Chinese copy of yeah. Joyo, and and it was it was not bad. Let me let me assume, but it it was just not not quite there. I mean, it was less noisy than a one spot, but more noisy than a proper isolated power supply. Yeah, and I mean, in certain situations, they're not noisy at all. Like if you've got yeah the right pedals in Good power. Uh, yeah, yeah, or or you're you're going through a, a decent bit of um, conditioned power. Yeah, right. You're not on the same thing as all of the lights in the building. Yeah, if you're going through <laughs> dirty power, um, then it it can can be affected somewhat. Um, but they're not bad, uh, and for the sake of like thirty quid or whatever they are, they're not bad at all. This one, that's why I had the that's why I had the Chinese copy. You and your 30 quid paying for the Joyo brand name. Mine was 22 quid. <laughs> See, I'm happy to pay that eight pounds difference to have mine stamped with Joyo. No, to be honest, I've got, I've got like three of them and none of them are the same brand. <laughs> but yeah, they're exactly the same. They've got a switchable yeah. like neon glowing lights as well, which is brilliant. Yeah, bright blue lights. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant because I mount them underneath my, my pedal boards and it looks like a boy racer's car from the 90s 
That's what you remember. I mentioned that I had the LEDs underneath my pedal board. Yeah, I only bought that because I missed the blue lights from when I used to have the, <laughs> the old power supply. Oh man, that's dedication. <laughs> um, so I think now, these are the I get same. Pink light. So the uh, the the JPO five is the same. It's got like that like that kind of bank of um, kind of super bright LEDs. Um, it's a rechargeable power supply, so hopefully. None of that noise that you get from like being plugged into a like directly yeah. into some fluorescent lighting. Um, <laughs> it's eight eight uh, eight outputs. You've got three five hundred milliamps, four hundred milliamps, and one one hundred milliamp, which is a nine, twelve, or eighteen volt switchable. So pretty good stuff. You should be able to yeah, pretty useful. chain a couple of them as well to get some even more. Um, even more than eight, if you so desire. Yeah. If you've got a ridiculous I mean, board like Matt, I couldn't power my entire board with it, but I could power all but one pedal with it. Yeah, uh, we talking the M5. Yeah, the M5. I'm pretty sure it. It says that it's a 500 milliamp draw, but I'm pretty sure it's drawing more than that. No, it's it's like five amps or something. <laughs> Requires yeah, its own little I, it, power generator. That's the reason I have three power supplies on my board, not two. The <laughs> M5 has one on its own. <laughs> um, it's just the, the one that comes with it. it a, you know the yeah. ones that you get that you just plug in? It's just a plug, and it plugs straight into the M5. Oh, but yeah. It's just the M5 plugged into any of the other power supplies, and it just took all of the power away from all the other pedals on that supply. So you turn the M5 on, and all the other LEDs dipped in brightness, and you're like, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I had it where um, I could power the M5, but it was noisy on everything else. It was yeah. just like a digital... I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to use that now anymore. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, it seems quite useful. Um, I think the 3500s is pretty cool. Um, I think it's very similar to the, like I say, the... the um, those 30 quid strip ones, the JPO2s. Um, but the fact that it's U- uh, USB um, chargeable lithium battery means that it might yeah. be might be a little bit more reliable. It's uh, 70 quid. So you are paying for that Joyo brand name. You are paying for... The, you're, you're paying for the brand. <laughs> um, and, like, it, it's good if you want something that you can... Power your pedals without plugging into something. A really good idea. Yeah. But for 70 quid, that's more expensive than the Moore isolated one. Okay, yeah. Which is what I've got half my pedals on my board running off, and it's a, a good isolated output. Yeah, it works. Power supply. Um, obviously, it's not wireless, so it's not rechargeable. It's not battery-powered, but... yeah. As I said last week with the <laughs> boss things, yeah. if I'm plugging something in not where I'm gigging, I'm forgetting to take it to the gig because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this uh, before the cast and I talked about how uh, the last gig that I went to where I uh, I took my Variax, I'd forgotten to charge it. Uh, <laughs> and I... Yeah. <laughs> I I ended up charging it in between the sets. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, well, it worked. It was the, fine. But I ended up, yeah. The last, all the gigs I did in TT, I forgot at least one thing. So for one of them, I forgot to take any guitar stands and I had three guitars. So that was fun. <laughs> um, one of them, I had to borrow a jack to jack cable because I'd left mine at home because I'd been practicing at home. <laughs> That's a rookie mistake, right there, that And yeah, and the third one, I didn't have a capo with me. Oh, who needs a capo, man? Just make the singer sing we're, lower. We're a covers band. We do <laughs> covers. Yeah. Right, right you are. Yeah. Right um, you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, was, I know. I was watching um, one of one of my uh, my budget pedal chat YouTube videos this week because I'm narcissistic like that. Um, <laughs> and I used a capo on one of them. Um, I did a... Uh, a video lesson of Albert Collins style licks. Um, I remember you saying. And I, I listened back to it just to kind of see what it sounded like. And the, the licks bang on, it sounds wicked. Uh, and especially the fact that I'm playing it through a Les Paul and it sounds like an out of phase telly. It's fantastic. Don't know how I managed that. Some some voodoo at least. Um, but yeah, I used a cap on Video editing. Yeah, I edited in a, in the sound of a Telecaster. <laughs> That'd be a really elaborate way of doing things, wouldn't it? It's not yeah. like I'm short of Telecasters either. <laughs> I could have just reached seven. and booked, like, yeah, picked up a Telecaster. No, but I, I really felt that the Les Paul um, nailed that tone, so I just th- thought I'd use it for it, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, swinging back onto the... Uh, the the joy I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there with it that if if you are the type of person who is who is organised enough to be able to plug it in before your gigs, wicked go for yeah. it. I'm not one of those. <laughs> Matt's not one of those. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I think. Apologies, Joyo. You've made a really good product. Yeah, but I'm an idiot. Yeah, we're just we're just too <laughs> stupid to use them. <laughs> There's a lot of things out there that I'm too stupid to use. Indeed. Like Indeed. Scissors, <laughs> knives, anything with a Indeed. blade. That's it. Rechargeable power supplies. Just en- <laughs> any of those. I've got one final yeah. bit of news actually that I didn't mention to you before the cast. Um it's right, it's okay. a really quick one. Um line six. We bagged on them last week. We really We really <laughs> laid into them last week. Sorry guys. Um the Shuriken, the uh, Stevic um, signature Variax. You, you're, looking, you're saying words at me. <laughs> you're looking confused, Matt. Shuriken and, and Stevic. <laughs> Tw- uh, is it yes. 12 Foot Ninja? Uh, the band um, has a guitarist right. called Stevic. Okay. Um, okay. Is he like Danish or Swedish or Norwegian or something? No, he's Australian. Kind of name is Stevik for an Australian. It was his parents like criminals from Norway or Denmark or Sweden. <laughs> oh, that's a stereotype. Um, Sorry to any of our Australian listeners. Uh, so a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> his um, Line Six Variax model was basically a metal machine. It was a baritone uh, tuned single pickup, um, 
kind of it's a very weird body shape i can't even describe it's, it isn't the whole point of a variax that you can have a six string in normal tuning and then flick a button and get a baritone sound yeah but i mean the the, the baritone thing the the low tuning is like their uh their kind of default setting so it made sense for him to have that um but yeah, it did have the Variax technology, so he could move from that to like uh, banjo tune to open G for like four bars of a song, and then I mean, he's he's <laughs> like as you do in metal. <laughs> well, he, like he's a a, a complete um, just walking advertisement for the um, the Variax technology and and how you should use it if you were using it creatively. Um, and he's he's doing a brilliant job with that. Um, and the the shurikens were um, like hugely popular. There's there's quite a cult following uh, over the shuriken. Um, Line Six have announced this week that they are doing a new version of the shuriken, which is a standard scale length. So they're doing what I said they should have done in the first place. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but. See, you see, you see, I'm really clever. I've got, I'm switched on up here, you know. But it it just makes me think, what's the fucking point? Yeah, no, like it's a variax, so you either have one or the other. You don't need both. Yeah, that. I mean, my my sentiment exactly is that they already do a variax standard, which is a standard scale length. Right. Yeah. They do the the shuriken. Which is a like a baritone scale length, and if you really wanted the the kind of metally thing, I'm sure you could make a standard uh, Variax sound metal using the the modelling software. So, yep, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's it's all that much uh, of a need, but they have been so goddamn popular. Um, so they're going to prove me wrong with this. People are going to be buying these motherfuckers right up, aren't they? Yep. Because um, they're all sheep. <laughs> again, I didn't, didn't want to like absolutely rip uh, Line 6 this week, but it seems like Line 6 of the new Gibson. <laughs> uh, to be fair, last week what we did was we ripped on the 15-year-old Line 6 technology versus modern-day yeah. <laughs> technology. So what we said was, 15 years ago with shit processing power, they couldn't do what they can do now, is basically what we said. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Captain Obvious, pretty much Yeah, there. I mean, it's like, ne- like looking back now and saying, oh, the iPhone 3 was shit, weren't it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So right. they're getting there, yeah. and yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all for nine six. I I'm a massive supporter of their stuff. Um, Helix HX effects, the actual variaxes. Yeah, like I've got no problems with line six. Yeah, I've got no problems with Gibson either. That apart from the fact that they their marketing seems to be done in the wrong way. Yeah, they're just they're just making stupid decisions. I wish them all the best. Um, we are going to move on to our questions uh, this week. Um, we've got one, and it's it 
can be slightly controversial. Um, so, our good friend Steve, the man with so many guitars, he, he makes me feel like I have a modest collection. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he uh, he was basically saying how he's, he turned down uh, a gig this week with a band that he's um, affiliated with. Because no well, with, yes, yeah, that he he's uh, broken ties with um, because uh, they were they were taking free gigs, um, and he doesn't want to do free gigs. He kind of he draws the line at, at that, um, and it it made us kind of question where is the line and what what's acceptable. When do you expect to be paid? When do you not expect to be paid? Should we expect to be paid if we, if we want to better the the kind of musical climate for for everyone? So you've got some uh, some opinions on this, haven't you, Matt? I do, and I fully freely admit that the Isle of Man is a totally different music scene to the UK, and on top of that. The uh, that I'm in a covers band that's more that's mostly what these days we're basically a function band or a wedding band. Yeah. Um, so I'm in a totally different market to what Steve was talking about. I'm in a totally different market to the what your band does. But I would never or in the last five years I have not played a free gig, and the reasons why are because we sat down and decided as a group. If you look at any, even like, we would never do anything other than a charity gig for free. But we like in the early days of the band that I'm in, we did a couple of charity gigs for free, and then we actually looked at it and we said they're paying the venue. All the people who are working the bar at the venue are getting paid. All of the people that are doing the catering are getting paid. So why are we expected to do it for free? So what we did going forward was, if anybody approached us for charity gigs, we said right. Forget what our standard rates are. They're out of the window. We're not looking to make any money from this. What we want you to do is cover our costs. (laughs) (laughs) What we want you to do is cover our costs. So generally, with a a charity do, it's a corporate function type thing where you've got to set up early, then other people come in, have a dinner, and then you come on and play afterwards. So we've got to travel there twice. We've got to travel there, set our gear up, leave, travel back there, play the gig, break our stuff down, and leave. Yeah. We've got to make sure our gear is insured, because if you're leaving gear somewhere else, you've got to pay extra on your insurance. So if I'm leaving gear in a venue overnight or even unattended by me for 12 hours or six hours, that's extra on my insurance, plus the fact that I've got to insure my gear. Um, A lot of venues over here are very, very picky about public liability insurance, so I have to pay for public liability insurance for my gear in case it falls over and breaks somebody's leg and they then sue the venue. The venue would then look for my public liability insurance as it was my gear that caused the issue. So I have to pay for public liability insurance. So we would ask for 20 quid a head for the band, which is £100. There's a fi- there's five of us. Yeah. Which, bearing in mind that a pub gig, we would get two to 300 quid. For a wedding, we charge 750 for somebody's birthday party, we charge five hundred. For a corporate function, we can charge anywhere up to a thousand pounds. 
I mean, a hundred quid is yeah going to be cheaper than what they're getting the venue for, and it will just mean that we aren't losing money by doing the gig. Which yeah. at the end of the day, if you've got to drive there and back twice and cover all your insurance costs and everything, you're losing money. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, and. Uh, it's it like I said like I said before we kind of started it that it was uh it it, it is a controversial thing because some people would say no that's wrong it's a charity gig you should do it for free but I completely see your your side of it that in fact um they wouldn't go to a venue and say oh well we're a charity so you need to give us this venue for free because they wouldn't they wouldn't get a they wouldn't get the venue that they wanted. They might get somewhere, but they wouldn't get the venue that they wanted. Exactly. Um, you wouldn't say to a bar staff, oh, you, you've got to work to the night for free because it's a charity event. They would go, no, mm-hmm. it's my job. Yeah, you, uh, wouldn't get any, you wouldn't get any staff. No, you wouldn't at all. Like I say, you might get the, the odd one or two who, want, who really want to support the charity, but you won't get, you won't get enough to run, run an event. So... Asking a band to do it for what is uh, costing them money, um, it shouldn't be expected at all. Yeah. Um, and the the other thing I need to say is that's the only time that you'd ever, on the Isle of Man, be asked to do a gig for free. There's yeah. no venues that ask you to do a gig for free or make you get tickets to... Um, and you know you are taking a cut of the ticket price or anything like that. Yeah, we're a totally different market over here, and like like I say, especially as a covers band, we just don't have the issues that you guys have in the UK, where you've got to try and get your following in and get gigging enough that you get a following, and I don't have any of all, any of those problems to have. Yeah. Um. From from my experience, like I've, I, it's been a very long time since I've done the covers band thing. Um, but when when I was doing that, I was very much uh, a young musician, and we we did everything for free because it was just it was a good fun Friday night or or whatever. Just that we were out and playing some music, and that some people wanted to actually listen to us. Uh, we weren't great, so <laughs> it was probably. They got what they paid for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, since since we started with uh, with our band, it's been original material stuff. So we kind of have to alter those goalposts to uh, to suit. Um, and there's there's not a place that would pay um, pay like any original material band to play. Um, at very best, you'll get your fuel covers, uh, fuel costs covered, um, which is a is a nice sweetener. Um, but the uh, the best that you can hope for is um, that you take gigs smartly. That you don't do it where you're going to get screwed at a gig. So, for example, I think one of the things that Steve mentioned the other the other week about uh, like venues asking you to to come in and supply part of the back line but you're the first band on those are the kind of gigs that you just nope flat out refuse yeah. Yeah. and I think uh, 
part of the reason why we were talking about this is because we're thinking about like the the future for musicians um and if if there are so many bands out there who are willing to put up with the crap then the crap's gotta be the standard isn't it and that that's the biggest issue is the fact that there are musicians out there who will do it for free yeah uh, if if every single musician came together and said no nobody is going to play gigs for free venues would have to start looking at, at the the fact that they're a music venue the band kind of brings the people in yeah 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 the, yeah i think unfortunately we're we're on a kind of tipping point at the moment where a lot of um a lot of music venues are being closed down um so the the gigs are becoming fewer and farther between so the uh the the kind of hunger for the gig is taking over with a lot of people and it's meaning that there are people who who are willing to snap up the chance if you go no not going to do it yeah and like you say that's the, it's the biggest issue but it's not something that you're going to get you there's always going to be even if we were in a different market there's always going to be those kids that are going to go I want to laugh on a Friday night like you were saying yeah yeah, yeah. they're going to do it for free yeah I was doing it yeah can't really complain about it because I was doing it but back then uh, music venues were 10 a penny and you you could go to like any number of music venues on a Friday night Saturday night, whatever. Um, now it's getting less and less so, which is a shame. Um, and I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the cast for this week. Bit of a bit of a sad note that one, really. Oh well. Um, live music won't die when you've got people who no. obsessively collect gear and want an opportunity <laughs> to play at loud volumes. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the, it'll never die. Um, I, 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 I'm very lucky living on the Isle of Man that there are still a fair few pub venues that want live music over a DJ, and yeah. there are so many like wedding fairs are just full of people looking for a live band for their wedding because they'd have a far better time with a live band than they would with a DJ. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. We're look, really lucky that that's the case because. I know there's places in the UK where live bands almost don't exist. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 leave it there. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation, um, go on to Fretalk, the Fretalk podcast group. So uh, Facebook dot com slash Fretalk. I don't think it's a slash, is it? Um, Facebook dot com searching groups for Fretalk podcast. The Fret Talk yeah. Podcast. Fret Talk Podcast. I don't know. I think this summer if heat has Fret melted Talk my podcast, brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, search for Just Fret Talk Podcast and you'll find us. Um, yeah. If you want to find me, you go facebook.com slash budgetpedalchap, instagram.com slash budgetpedalchap, and youtube.com and then type in budgetpedalchap. This week, uh, it will be coming out. It will already have come out by this time this is out it's a lesson about finger tapping <laughs> I, I'm gonna something I can't do well it, oh, yeah, you need to give it a try Matt 
because this is a oh well it's 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 a workout <laughs> it's a workout and the, I mean the extent of my finger tapping is I once learnt the start of the solo to one by Metallica the diddly 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 it's like yeah yeah the one one oh one of two handed tapping yeah <laughs> um, well this is. Uh, I think it's a pentatonic tapping lick where you cross fingers and uh, hammer onto strings without picking. So, hammer on from nowhere. Um, It's, like I say, it's it's a workout. Um, It's something that I cobbled together and I'm sure there's people out there who will do it much better than I can. But it's a it's a kind of an introduction to um to moving finger tapping. So give it a go, see if you can do it. And if you can, <laughs> post it in the Fret Talk podcast or as a video response to that video. Because I want to see if you can do it. Uh, I'll have to dig a guitar out. Indeed. Yeah, really low action, goes. lots and lots of gain, Matt. That's that's what you need. Um Don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do low action. Um, I've, I can do lots and lots of gain. Yeah. Um, can't really do the low action bit. Um, dig my Explorer out. Yeah, there you go. That's that's like metal enough. I can't even remember what guitar I used to do it, to be honest. I think it might be my go-to tele, which the action is not... It's not low on that one. I really need to set it, actually. Um, yeah, I'll give it a go. But it's, the tapping's fine. When you turn the gain up, tapping's fine. The notes happen whether you touch them or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how tapping works. Um, if we want to catch you, you've got a, another podcast, haven't you, Matt? The Bad Bookers podcast? Talking yeah, about the wrestling? I'm having a week off this week. You're having a week um, off? Because there wasn't that much that went on in wrestling and our host's car died this afternoon. Oh, man. It's um, Carmageddon, isn't it? With you lot. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then one of the other guys got called into work. And so, yeah, five o'clock this evening, we were recording at half seven this evening. And then um, by quarter past five, we weren't recording this week at all. No, fine. Uh, So, yeah, we're having a week off, but um, we'll be back next week talking about the wrestling. Talking about the wrestling. We'll talk about two weeks of of the wrestling, um, where... It's fine. I'm pretty sure nothing happened on the weekly shows this week that was too important. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. so that's the Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast. Cool. Um, if you want to, like, give some abuse to, to the like, the, any of us, we're all on Twitter, but if you follow the Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast in the notes, so that's at Bad Bookers WP on Twitter, and in the, like, description on Twitter, it gives everybody else's Twitter handles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you can get hold of us and just yell abuse. Or, because there's so many people that now follow me on Twitter that like to talk about wrestling, if you tweet about guitars at me and I respond to you, you'll really confuse them because they think <laughs> I'm affiliated with wrestling in some way, and I'm really not. So, yeah, it's <laughs> at Heel Matt on Twitter. Um, if you want to check my band out, it's Switch IOM on Facebook. It um, is. Other than that, that's about it. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Uh, see you around next week. And it will be a goodbye and good night from me. And Podcat as well. Podcat's just come in to say hello. 
<laughs> right at the end, stealing all the glory. I know. You cute little <laughs> bastard, you. <laughs> so, ta-ra. Oh, good night. Ta-ra, bit. Bye. Ta-ra. I'd done the most massive fart while you were doing your uh, <laughs> your, your little spiel. It will probably come through on the the microphone, to be honest. And like I can be asked to. To edit it out, I might put some <laughs> reverb on it. <laughs> Be great that one. <laughs>